0: Welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show with Knut Holm and me, Luke the Sudofin, And we're here with our good friend Max Hellebrand, CEO of ZK Snacks, the maker of Wasabiwalt or Custodian or whatever you want to call it. And this is the second time on the pod. So, Max, welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show.
1: Well, hello, Luke. Hello, Knut. And hello and welcome to all the audience. Looking forward to this uh, fascinating conversation about fascinating topics, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, uh, how do you feel when Luke calls you custodian? Is that uh, do you take that <laughs> as a compliment or as an insult?
1: Ah, uh, that's uh, I guess a, a bit of both. You know, uh, it's uh, good to be custodian. I think uh, we have many things to to take good care of, uh, and it's not just about other people's money. Right. It's uh, it's about uh, other people's tools as well. Uh, so I think that uh, is quite fitting in that regard
2: yes, uh
0: other people's tools um where do we go with that Luke <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> the reason i said the reason I said custodian though, right is because wasabi is actually it's it's open source and and anyone can do whatever with it, run their own instance, and all this, so it's it's just more the emphasis on that, uh, you know, zk snacks and and what you are doing with it. Uh, you're you're spearheading the development of Wasabi Wallet, right? That's the one of the things that zk snacks does.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's one of the big strengths of Wasabi Wallet to have a company behind it uh, uh, to fund the development and and really push it forward. I guess Bitcoin Core is like the only successful open source non commercial software project that has a plethora of development but if you look at any other projects um, many of them are just hobby projects with one or two guys working on it Uh that that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean look at Electrum wallet it basically has Thomas doing all of the work for, for more than a, of almost 15 years now right uh, and and still it's an incredibly stable piece of software uh, very very well reviewed and very well tested and it just works and has a bunch of features Right, so it's definitely possible, but I mean, when like I really got to look closer into development uh, for these last couple years of contributing to Wasabi, and and damn, it's difficult. Like there is so many little nuances that have to be taken care of, so many so many bugs, so many quirks, so many things that could be better, uh, and to have a a large team working on it and kn- uh, knowing that the team will stick around for some time. Uh, so that you can start long term planning, that's, that's really quite important. Um, so I, it would be awesome if every free software project somehow finds its niche in the development of a business model. Uh, I think that that will be very uh, valuable and meaningful, might be difficult to do. And it's it's not that easy to convince people to give over their magic internet money. But I think uh, we can write software that's compelling enough for, for people to do that. Uh, and that's, I think, one of uh, Wasabi's greatest success and to, to spawn a business model that, that sustains not just the owners of the company, but, but especially the contributors to the free and open source software.
2: Mempool.space and BTC Pay Server are, are similar, right? Uh, so, so how do they work? How much do you know about that?
1: Yeah. Neither of them have a business model, right? BTC Pay Server has a non-for-profit foundation behind it. Um, to do some of the paperwork, right? Unfortunately, that's, that's something almost necessitating, uh, in, in the modern world to have a legal entity to, you know, write invoices and, and pay them, etc Um, and mempool.space, I, they might actually also be a, uh, entity in Japan. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and they are just now starting their first, uh, products or, or offerings. Um, specifically the, the fee rate accelerator, right? That, that you can bribe, uh, miners to, to include a transaction, like with, without using the Bitcoin network to do so, uh, with things like child pays or parent or replaced by fee, uh, for some technical reasons that sometimes not, not easy or even possible to do. So mempool.spayers is trying to venture into a business model where, where they get paid to bribe the miners to include their transactions. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's good, it's like that, that these projects are looking for some business models. But yeah, so far, I think Space was mainly worked on by the founders and, and some contributors who just love the project. Uh, and they maybe have gotten some grants or donations, but uh, probably not, not that much.
2: I think they have a lot of grants and donations. I mean, there's, uh, there's a ton of companies and uh, individuals on their supporters page or
1: sponsors page. Yeah, that's true. Mempool.space actually did quite well with that. Uh You're right. And they also offer um, uh, services to be added. Uh, like, for example, Foundry paid, I think, uh, a decent amount to get the mining dashboard uh, included. So they are paying for features to be added to the software project. I think that's a pretty good way of, of funding development. Like, if you would like to see it improved, pay for it. And that's a pretty reasonable uh, method, I think. And then, yeah, a bunch of individual donors. Uh, I, I think that's again the big strength of free and open source software. People are so enthusiastic about it, and right? they uh, they really want to um, just make sure that that the project survives and contributes. And when they get a the shout out on the website, uh, I guess that's for many people enough uh, to toss over some sense. But interestingly, if I remember that correctly, MemPool that's that donation uh, website. Uh, so that you can no longer get your, your profile picture on the website if you donate some sounds. I'm not exactly sure why uh, they stopped that offering, um, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you know how Monty Python's uh, Life of Brian was funded? They yeah, tried to raise funds for it here and there. Uh, they had this script uh, and all of a sudden George Harrison of the Beatles funds the entire thing out of his own pocket. And they ask him like, well, you didn't have to do this. Oh, why? And he said, I want to see the movie. <laughs> and that was the only reason. <laughs> so if you, want, if you want to see something in the world and you're sitting on a bunch of cash, that is always an option. You can fund things.
1: For one other example in this space is probably Jeff Dorsey with Noster. And he has put a lot of money on the line to fund uh, projects and conferences. Uh, and, and individuals to to keep going, and I think he does it for like a lot of ideological reasons. Uh, I think he, he thinks that there's uh, that he made some mistakes with with adding venture capital to Twitter, and that that fundamentally changed the the mission of the project and and the product after all. Uh, and he doesn't want to make the same mistakes again. And so he's very vocal about telling people to not take on venture capital funding for for their nascent projects. And instead, just try to do it out of grants and donations. Um, uh, so I guess we'll see how that goes, uh, right? If uh, if grants and donations are something that are long term sustainable, uh, we had those thoughts with Wasabi at the beginning too. Like, should we just do it based off donations and and grants? Um, and well, I I doubt that we could have gotten um like that sustainable and long-term of a revenue model out of this um compared to providing a service where the users pay for it uh i think ultimately the users are the ones who get the most benefit of the software's being written they are the ones watching the movie and so to some extent you know they are willing to pay for it
2: absolutely so so there's a lot of touch points here so so i'll try to condense them into a question like to a layman bribing the miners probably sounds a bit weird and you know random donations that sounds a bit like foreign aid or something which is basically taking money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to to rich people in poor countries which 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 is not optimal the same with like this all this structure of non-profits and for profits which are all very fiatic things so so how can uh, how does bitcoin change Ince- funding incentives, like uh, w- w- when you give a large donation to someone, aren't you like messing with the market dynamics in a, in a way uh, so that people don't learn their lesson and don't build a business in a, in a sustainable way?
1: Well, you know, profit is about producing more than you consume. And, and so ultimately, we all really have to be profitable. If you're not profitable, it's, it's like a, a medical patient bleeding. And you should do everything that you can to stop the bleeding as fast as fucking possible. And so, um, being profitable is, is very essential. Um, but, and, and profit is basically revenue minus expenses. And uh, expenses are obvious. We have to pay the developers to, to build the stuff. Right? Developers gotta eat too. Um, and, uh, there, there might be some other costs, for example, running a server, right? I'm sure that the mempool.space server infrastructure is quite expensive. Um they don't just run one full node, they run many full nodes in in many different locations uh, and and that adds up, right? So these are are the costs that have to be paid. And then if if you keep paying a bunch of these server costs and and development costs, how do you know that where you're spending the money on is is worthwhile? If it's actually a benefit uh, for humanity, let's say uh, and and the way to find that out is if someone pays you to continue doing this. And right. if nobody pays you to continue doing that, then, then why are you wasting your time uh, and, and the precious capital that we have on doing something that literally nobody wants? But then who pays for it, I guess, is not even that important. I mean, as long as someone pays for it voluntarily, uh, I, I guess that is proof enough that that there is some certain demand for it. And even if it's just one single rich guy who who funds a bunch of it, uh, that, that's probably good enough, right? If that person, for whatever reason, uh, sees that there's enough value in the project to keep it going. Um, and arguably, it is better if multiple people pay for it, right? Because then if it's just one guy financing everything, well, maybe he's delusional and, and, and not really that important for that project to continue. But just because of his weird pipe dream and, and his deep pockets, he can keep a project going for much longer than than uh, necessary. But if if a vast number of people are paying for a service, then the likelihood of it just being a pipe dream is, I guess, rather low. And if, if many people want that service uh, so much that they are willing to pay for it, um, I, I guess that is a strong indication of it being a useful service after all. Uh, and ultimately, then the people who are using the service, if, if they are the ones paying for it, then we have a really nice alignment of of incentives. And right? someone wants the service. Someone is actively using the service, and they they love it so much that they're willing to hand over the some money in exchange for it. Um, and and if that's a, a large number, that seems to me that then the project is on the right track. Right, that we're we're spending and and we're having costs, but they are appreciated by by a lot of people and i guess then that's that's what, what bitcoin well enables um maybe another way of looking at this is that uh which with bitcoin we've finally figured out programmable money right where where we can write piece of code some software and money transfers and right? that's that's pretty magical i uh, the cyberpunks have been trying to do this for, for well many decades uh and, and failed many many times because it's a really fucking difficult problem but but now with bitcoin they're we can literally write code to move money uh, and and that means that we can embed the money transfer into the softwares that we are writing um, and Bitcoin wallets are I guess the first pioneering software that that does that right where, where we write the code to move money and that means we can write a code to move money from the end user to the service provider right to the person or developers who are writing that software and I think that's that's super ingenious, right? We, we can now write code to automate transfer of value from the user to the developers. And that means that if there are developer, sorry, if there are users, they automatically and by default will send money to the developers. Um, and, and that's great because that means we can decrease the mental transaction cost of that value transfer from users to producers. Um, and that, yeah, that, that, that's incredibly valuable. Uh, because if something is expensive and difficult and slow, then it won't be done. And if you, sure. You could have always, you know, send cash per mail to the people who, who write software or services for you, but that's just super clumsy. And you might do it once, but you're definitely not going to do it every day. Um, b- but it, with software, it being totally automated. You can send a small amount of value to the creators of a service whenever you use it right? which every minute that you're using it, uh, probably just like people are, are paying for this podcast and the value per value model literally every minute that they're listening to this because there is a value in, in the information uh, being provided and we've made it easy and automated to send value back to the creators that software automation that decrease in complexity that decrease in mental transaction cost is extremely key it's super important um again because it allows to to just automate it and and uh, provide value to the producers
2: yeah this this is sort of why i think that micro transactions are only valuable if they're if the user doesn't have to make a, a deliberate choice every time he makes a microtransaction. They they need to be automated to to be valuable. Otherwise, the the real cost to the user is is larger than just the sats because he also needs to put the effort into deciding whether or not to make the transaction.
1: The, uh, yes, and then the the extent to the cost. Um, I guess it will be considered m- maybe once or a couple times when when you set up the system. Right? When you, when you, for example, you download Wasabi, and and for the first time, it will tell you, hey, there's a 0.3% fee uh, for for the CoinJoin service. So just so that you know, right? Or with Scenic's wallet, oh, there's a 0.4% for for each transaction, and and that is not the, the user is notified at the beginning, right? A pay this this is how it is. Uh, here's the code. You can review it, etc. And that 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 means that there there is consent and if if people would think that this is uh, too outrageous of a fee, they would not use the service or or look for an alternative. Um, uh, and there are many alternatives, you know for, for example, which uh, which lightning network wallets are on the phone. Uh, many other wallets have have other fee structures. Uh, and now you as an end user have the choice of do you want to use this particular software with these particular services if it costs that much? Uh, or do you want to use something else? And then maybe you're willing to uh, even take a little bit worse of a product, uh, just because it is a bit cheaper. Right? Phoenix is probably the most expensive lightning wallet out there. It's also by far the most reliable one. It just works, and it almost never fails. Right? So people are willing to to pay a bit extra for for having that experience. Um, and I think that's uh, that's then where where also the market comes in. And especially the cool thing is, because this is all free software, like there is no monopoly, there cannot be because anyone has the opportunity and, and the legal justification mm. to copy the software and provide the service himself. And right? it, it, it will take you not even a minute to set up a Wasabi CoinJoin coordinator yourself. And you can charge zero fees, right? Uh, or, or 5% fees, uh, totally up to you. Um, as as long as you can convince people to use your service and and your software, uh, then that that is that is all you need. Uh, so we we have a a way to automatically and 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 with low friction move money from the end user to the developers. And simultaneously, we have checks and balances in the sense that if the developers provide a shitty software or charge too much for it, users will simply not use that particular service. They will fork the code base. Provide the service themselves, uh, uh, you know, improve it and uh, provide it cheaper, uh, and and then hopefully they will get rich because they were be providing a better service for less money, and and therefore a lot of users will will end up using them, probably enough for them to be profitable.
2: Yeah. So every time you make a transaction of any kind, you do so because you believe that you will profit from the trade. Like you will have a, you will be better off with the product or service than without it. So so this is this is not exclusive to beat Bitcoin in any way, shape, or form. I mean different services have different magnitudes of complexity to them. So buying insurance, for instance, is is trickier than buying, you know, a bottle of water. That you, you're you're less sure about how much value the insurance policy will bring you than your a simpler thing like a bottle of water. And with Wasabi, like, I think the the um, many users don't know what the service does to a full extent. Uh, I mean, and you don't know to which extent it will actually provide you with more privacy or not. Uh, you don't know to which extent it will, it, it may have the risk of painting a, a target uh, on your back. And also, when you pay for it, you know that you're paying, what is it, 0.3% fees or something for every coin join. Uh, you, you don't know what the value of Bitcoin is on a certain date. So so you, so you there's the, the volatility of, I, I'm tempted to say the volatility of Bitcoin, but I would say the volatility of the world uh, because Bitcoin is the only thing that isn't volatile. But there's a lot of, you know, uh, very variable variables uh, <laughs> that factor into to the decision to use Wasabi or not. So what would you what would you say to a user who's lost in whether to use this service or not and why you should use it and why uh, why, why it's a good
1: trade-off? Yeah, the world is extremely complex Aaron, and, and there's uh, difficulties and nuances. Uh, and the closer you look at any particular good or service, the more it will blow up into complexity. Like nobody knows how the fuck a car works, right? The car is is such an extremely complex piece of machinery, um, and you as the end user, you don't care how it works either. You you have a problem and you want the problem solved, right? You're here, but you want to go there, uh, and you're too lazy to walk, and and so the the, uh, the the opportunity cost of of not having a car means that you have to walk, right? And and potentially you have to walk so much that it's physically impossible. Uh, or at least uh, not without great cost in terms of you need a lot of food and water uh, to propel yourself there um, and then it's it, i guess it's just about the the entrepreneurs to provide an approachable rationale and approachable, approachable reason for for using a specific service and uh, again why do you want a car it's not because of the beautiful design of the combustion engine or uh what well, the brake pads etc uh it's it's about getting to places where you're currently not at um and this is i guess the the motivational or 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 emotional uh value adds uh that that customers ultimately care about and right? so in in, in wasabi sense you just want to receive money and send money without telling the entire world that you're doing it and that's that's basically it um and uh, with using wasabi that's how it will work, right? And, uh, you can receive and send money and not everyone will know about it. Uh, and that's, that's it, right? That's, that's the emotional value add. And, and that's, I guess, what we're then trying to market and trying to sell. Uh, it's, it's not about all of the crazy nuance and complexities of how we integrated core or block filters or coin joins. Uh, because ultimately, regardless of how compelling and, and interesting these nuances are, the vast amount of, of people simply does not have the time uh, to to think about these things and, and try to figure them out.
2: So, what are, what are you, in your mind is the most common reason that people are reluctant to use uh, coin joints or, or use Wasabi in general? Like, uh, and what is the what are they getting wrong? Like, what what are they misunderstanding?
1: Well, probably number one reason is that their wallet does not support it. Uh, and uh, then, even if the wallet supports it, it it might be uh, complex and and difficult uh, and, and non obvious how to activate the feature.
2: But you're talking about coin joins now and not Wasabi because most wallets it's possible to send money to Wasabi with most wallets, or if not old
1: y- Yes, that's true. But um, like most people don't switch wallets, right? I I think the vast amount of people just Got a wallet years ago and are still using the same at the uh, the probably even more extreme. It's with hardware wallets, right? If, if in 2017 or something, you got your first ledger, you're most likely still going to use that exact same ledger. And maybe you've upgraded to a, a new hardware of the same brand. Uh, but, but most likely even that is, is not the case. I guess with software, it's software wallets. It's a bit more. Um, extreme to the other end that the cost of creating a new wallet is, is way lower than the cost of purchasing a new hardware wallet but still there is a substantial amount of cost there and you you need to uh first of all find out about the new wallet you need to download it you need to make a new backup or get out your old backup and import it um, and and then you need to understand how the the details of that new software work and all all the new features etc uh, so that's that's just a lot of cost and uh, then when are people willing to, to sacrifice this cost well usually if it's a lot better than what they currently have right and we're not talking not just a little bit better but like 10x better and to be frank it's very difficult to to create a wallet that's 10x better than than the default wallet especially because users have different preferences right some users might want to have the, the shitcoin casino wallet where they can store all of their thousands of shitcoins in the same user interface. Uh, and if a wallet like Wasabi is Bitcoin only, well, that's not 10x better. That's 10x worse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that, uh, that probably is one of the main reasons of, of why people don't use, uh, Wasabi because it doesn't support Shinobi Inu coin or whatever the fuck. Um, that, uh, is, is Quite likely, probably, because the vast or a lot of people are going to have more than just Bitcoin and, and will want to store that. Uh, but then on the other hand, the people who who have Bitcoin and, and who care about the security and privacy of their Bitcoin, they are going to be willing to make make certain trade offs. For example, having two different wallets, one for the shit coins and, and one for Bitcoin. Um, but then they will optimize for a wallet experience that that is secure and, and private just for their bitcoin and here then you know there are a couple wallets again electrum is, is a very popular choice uh, because of its its high security and, and immense feature set uh, and also really good privacy if you use it correctly with your own backend etc um, but but then wasabi wallets uh i i, I guess again the, the 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 aspect of why we're 10x better than than any other bitcoin wallet is, is that using Bitcoin anonymously is, is easy and it's fast and it's, it's cheap, um, com- compared to other alternatives. Uh, but again, that aspect of, of privacy is, is key here, right? If users don't care about their privacy, they want to have some publicly verifiable donation wallets or something, then Wasabi is just too difficult and too slow and too expensive for them because they have alternatives that, that are good enough on these fronts. Um, and and they're willing to use them. Yeah,
2: I I can only speak for myself here. But like the 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 first wallet I started using was Blockchain Info uh, back in the day, and that became so shit uh, that I uh, w- well I, I I opted out of it pretty quickly. But the the sad thing was that I had uh, recommended it to some of my friends when I tried to get the orange filled back in. 2017 or whatever uh and nowadays when i see that they still use that wallet i'm like what the fuck why haven't you this is scary uh yeah but you told me to use it yeah but don't don't you get updated on stuff and most people don't they they don't give a crap uh, so but what that taught me is to i switch wallets a lot more often now because of that experience i think because i had a like when they started making it hard for me to see my balance and wanting me to buy Stella Luna or something uh, instantly when opening the app, like you, the, the red flags are everywhere. So nowadays, I, t- I switch wallets more often and I try, I, I try to weigh the upsides against the downsides. And, and uh, I don't recommend a specific wallet anymore. I recommend, like, do your own research.
1: Yeah, and, and also the technology stack changes, right? Like years ago, there was no Lightning Network, there there was no multisig, etc. So, so nowadays, um, many wallets still don't support Lightning, right? So, so Lightning enabled wallets is like this subsection of Bitcoin wallets, Um and and then you have like multisig wallets, but but even those differentiate with with something like Electrum that can do like its own hacky two out of three multisig for for some time now, and now we have something like liana wallet that can do advanced uh, mini script uh, smart contracts uh etc So there the amount of of technological progress here is is pretty substantial um and and it's just difficult as a wallet developer to keep up with it and tr- trying to to solve one aspect of, of a bitcoin wallet well is already really difficult but then doing it with all of the cutting edge features that are possible and and available uh, is is just simply impossible so i think what we've seen in the last five years is um like a, a specialization in wallets uh like like wasabi wallet right we we focused really hard on on-chain privacy uh like that's that was our main and only focus and uh, took us five ten years to to fix this uh to the point where where we have it now but that means that we have to be blind and, and completely ignorant about other very important features. Again, like, like lightning network, right? To do a proper lightning network is like, again, five years of work at the minimum. Um, and then at the end result, you're going to have something like Phoenix, right? Which, which works amazingly well, but it, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> like anyone who, who still remembers the, the Eclair wallet on mobile before Phoenix, like that was very different. That was a very hacky proof of concept, right? Um, and totally not comparable to Phoenix. There's just so many different technological nuances here, and the cost of of researching and developing them is extremely high. Uh, and, and then, if if the implementation of of this tech is not in an intuitive and, and approachable way, then it won't get used much either. And right? uh, so, it it doesn't just have to have technical functionality; it it needs to have a great UX as well. Um, and all yeah all of that just keeps making things difficult and, and difficult
2: so what does like the development of bitcoin development look like in a in a bull run say say we 10x or 100x from here in a short period of time what does that look like do do the facebook's and google's and amazons of the world start working on on bitcoin development is there all of a sudden a an inflow of cash from Large entities and wh- what are the risks and how do you see that?
1: Well, actually, uh, I uh, probably in the bull market there's going to be way less development because yeah. it's everyone's kind of focused on number one customer support and explaining the people of how this stuff works, and then number two just spending all of the money that we yeah. have. So it's going to be a big party with very little development, probably. <laughs> um, but then, um, no, of course there is going to be a lot more interest and a lot more well-funded. Um, companies and projects in the space that will develop the, the niche applications that, that they want. But still, actually, I think that the bear markets have, have always been a much more substantial time for building, uh, compared to the bull markets. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that is, uh, but uh, it, it, it seems to be the case. Right? And I've really enjoyed this bull run, uh, for the fact of, of just the immense progress in terms of lightning network, uh, privacy. And and yeah, usability of of all the different applications, um, the, but yeah, more people, more developers, uh, more products uh, is is going to be interesting. I I wonder if we will see a centralization in the sense of of less products uh, and consolidation. Right. Um, I know back in the days there were like a hundred different search engines, and now there's like one or two. Um, and I wonder if we will see the same with with uh, Bitcoin software um arguably maybe yes right because as time passes the different software projects can can work on more and more aspects and you know all of a sudden we have a wallet that does not just have perfect on-chain privacy but also has lightning network support and and a great multisig fault or inheritance planning structure uh and um, you know maybe also in the same interface you can lend your bitcoin to others and get some leverage or uh, do some trading with discrete log contracts and RGB assets, etc. With enough developer power, all of this could be done within a single software project. And the question is that would people prefer a kind of do uh, ev- everything app that that just does it all uh, versus we something chat. that's more specialized? Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, apparently there. Uh, there has been a lot of these uh, centralization tendencies in software in the past. Now, is that because of fiat and because of VC funding, uh, or is that inherently how, how technology goes? I mean, with Bitcoin, we we now have way more wallets than than we had five years ago. Right, so uh, arguably we're seeing a trend in a different direction currently happening in in, in Bitcoin. But maybe that's just the initial experimentation phases and consolidation comes later, maybe in the bull market. Who knows, really? It's going to be interesting to see.
2: And to the point about the reason for bear markets being better for building than bull markets, it, in the past, at least, it has had a lot to do with just the sheer amount of noise and shit coinery going on. Like, there's a ton of money go, going to that. There, there has been. So the, so the next bull run, hopefully we'll have less of that. Uh, I'm unsure' there's still, there's still plenty plenty of people to fool out there if you wish to, unfortunately. But, but see was I, I think we'll see less shit coiner in the next bull run. Certainly hope so. What, what do you think? like, oh, when is Coinbase and binance going down, and when, when do we finally rid ourselves of this bullshit?
1: And it's a really good question. I, th- I think it will be different, um, but, but still the amount of, of scam and opportunism is, is still going to be there. Arguably from different players, arguably from bigger players, right? Maybe Facebook is going to make another run at their own shitcoin. Um, most certainly each, each central bank is going to make their run at, at a new shitcoin. Um, and I, I wonder of, yeah, who, who the players will be. Um, We've we've decreased the cost of creating new money substantially, right? Money is just software now, uh, and that is is uh, yeah that just means that there will be a lot of uh, supply for for different currencies. Um, however, it, it feels like that in, especially in this last bear run, um, we've we've increased and improved the the education around money uh, substantially, right? That that might just be because we're in our nice Bitcoin bubble here. Uh, and we think all of us are super smart, <laughs> but uh, maybe it, it really is the case that the educational front has, has improved substantially enough so so that people who, who want to learn more can learn more and will not necessarily be misled in, into weird and nasty projects. But who knows, right? Uh, they're uh, the... the well, for one, there's a lot of money to be made, uh, and that warrants a lot of marketing effort. So it has been the case in the past that, and, uh, these altcoin projects had a humongous marketing budget, uh, versus Bitcoin had, had zero. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, that, that will probably be continued to be the case, right? That, that, uh, certain projects will have a lot more money to be spent on enticing users to, to use that product. And I, I really wonder uh, if, if let's say, some central bank launches their own um, currency with a universal basic income baked into it uh, on, the, uh, you know, here you get 100 units of the shit coin each week and you can use that to buy all of your stuff. Probably a lot of people would use it right? because, again, a lot of people don't care much about monetary economics in the first place. And uh, 100 units of something that I can buy food for my kids. That sounds better than this Bitcoin thing where I actually have to work for it and uh, where it's going to be really hard uh, to get your hands on, on it. That will you know, be for sure interesting. I think excitement is guaranteed.
0: All right. You might have noticed that we've recently partnered with Amber App. After our episode with Izzy, their CEO and our close friend, we knew we would have to partner with them in some way. If you haven't seen our episode with Izzy, definitely go check it out. You'll see why it's such a great fit. And honestly, they're following the orange glowing light like Izzy always says. And that's exactly what we try to do here at the Freedom Footprint Show. The big news about Amber app is that on Jan 3, 2024, they're going to be launching their version 2.0. I've seen some of the screenshots and it looks fantastic. They're going to be including a non-custodial on-chain wallet, an anonymous lightning wallet, a fiat wallet. And finally, it's going to be an exchange, of course. It's going to be just this super app. They're also going to be launching globally. Everyone's going to be able to use it. We're really excited about all that. Stay tuned with us and you'll hear all about it. And for now, check out their website, amber.app, and the episode with Izzy to find out more. Next up, Wasabi Wallet, the privacy by default, open source, non-custodial Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin built in. It's the easy to use, comprehensive, affordable way to make your coins private. And the best part is they've been making huge improvements to the app. They're really focusing on the user experience, adding advanced features for power users. They just keep getting better. You send your coins to your Wasabi wallet and they get combined with loads of other coins using the Wabi Sabi protocol. So they're private on the other end. Your tracks are covered so you can work on expanding your freedom footprint without worrying about your privacy. So, Check out WasabiWallet.io and download Wasabi today. Yeah, the the
2: fact that people are still falling for the fiat scam is uh, sort of alludes to that they're going to fall for other scams as well. Like they're still using euros, for instance, and <laughs> that's pointing somewhere. Like, but s- still, like my my experience this last year, uh, my yearly conference run, maybe the conferences had a bit uh, fewer attendees. Uh, a hundred less here and there, uh, but I felt the signal to noise ratio ratio was way higher this year. I mean, the uh, even the conferences that are more apologetic to shitcoiners had a higher signal to noise ratio. Is that is that your experience as well? That we as a tribe are growing even in the bear market.
1: Yeah, definitely feels like it. Right, uh, this last year of conferences was was really good um and and the amount of conferences was staggering too. I mean, I don't know I've see you at like twenty different conferences this year or something so um yeah. the, <laughs> and and we still haven't couldn't even make them all right there are uh, there's so many that that I missed um and that's definitely encouraging um I think that uh, the 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 fact to to meet in meet space and to share ideas there and and to work on on projects and, and to meet people and network is uh it shows it's it's real fruits in the long term right it, it will take a couple months or years for the projects that were started at such conferences to to flourish and uh and and be realized um like i remember the the lightning network hack days in in berlin um like So many cool ideas were born there uh, that are just now, you know, hitting full stride and and providing amazing services and products to people. So just again, takes a lot of time to build. And uh, it seems that we've been able to do quite a lot of building in in the spare market and then also in terms of onboarding, right? There were quite a lot of new people I, I met here at these events who instantly have the knowledge to ask the right questions and um uh, that is i think very powerful the the frame has been shifted and and the overturn window has been shifted quite substantially i would say uh and you know i just always have to giggle uh when i hear at some conference in the corner people talking about inflation being theft and and the evils of the Cantillon effect etc like that's outrageous to think like 10 15 years ago that this would be a casual conversation that you hear while walking past someone, uh, completely impossible. Like nobody knew what inflation was uh, like 10, 20 years ago. Nobody cared. Um, But but nowadays it is something that at least in our little bubble uh, is, is where even the newcomers are aware of, of these facts and, and uh, thinking about them. Uh, So that's, that's just very encouraging. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and that's, that's the part of the inevitability of this thing right but uh, uh wh- whenever people wake up to uh, to a reality that that was there all along but they just weren't aware of it because they were indoctrinated like the waking up process is 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 spreading like people are realizing that they've been lied to uh, about it. inflation in particular like once you realize that like because there are no good counter arguments I've never heard uh, a central banker or a politician give a really, really solid con- counter argument to inflation. I mean, there's the Keynesian uh, argument that spending is more important than saving, and because because you create value each time you make a transaction. But that's so easy to it's so easy to debunk that argument, like that <laughs> by just as is just are. Ar- Ask the very simple questions like, "How can you create wealth by printing more pieces of paper?" And if central banking works, why are there still poor people? Like it's it, it's very easy to debunk, and I I, I think that mes- message will just continue to spread, and uh, that in combination with with this, the, the the video conferencing, the social media, which is has turned out to be more about connecting with people you don't know than to reinforce the connections you already have and finding like-minded people like that's just it it really does obsolete borders i mean there are no borders involved involved in this call for instance and we could send bitcoins to one another if we wanted to there's nothing stopping it it doesn't matter what kind of a gun you have uh, it's it's unstoppable
1: yeah, these technologies are extremely, extremely powerful, right? And, and we're still reeling from the after effects of the internet. Right? The, f- the fact that, that our computers can talk to each other, regardless of where we are. That alone is, is such a profound shift in human collaboration. The fact that you can look up any book and, and read it within like 30 seconds of having the idea to read it is, it, th- that alone is so profound, right? Oh, uh, and again, we, we, could have stopped development of, of cyberspace technology like then 20 years ago and like it, it would have already been a a profound profound change to the human experience but we, we didn't stop development in fact we've increased the speed of development because of the internet we we could build something like bitcoin right we, um, like satoshi could not have uh, even closely come up with bitcoin without the ability to to talk to other people around the world and and to get their ideas and and download ancient books, right? This it, like I suppose you would have had no chance of developing Bitcoin without Mises.org, right? Like just alone that one website, it was a, a fundamental requirement for Bitcoin to come into existence. um Wow, and and then of course with with with, with Bitcoin being there, uh, it's it just the, the next level step of of. Uh, advancement and in technologies like the the rate of change is is going to be even more intense uh because of bitcoin and again we, we could stop bitcoin development like today and and the consequences of what we've already achieved over the next 10 20 50 years would would be absolutely staggering um but again it seems that we will just continue to build um and i like I wonder if, if that's actually the case though, right? Because it seems so ridiculous and preposterous. Um, and, you know, reading about uh, ancient or not that ancient, but like a hundred years ago in Vienna, um, the, the amount of, of optimism and, and the appreciation of the progress, uh, seems to have been very similar, right? People thought that it can only go, go up and up and up and, and we will just, uh, continuously improve uh, human existence for, forever but then the the first world war happened then the second world war and um century of war ever since right uh so i i wonder if we're a bit naive in, in terms of thinking that bitcoin will continue to to excel and and exponentially so but you know arguably despite all the fiat's uh meddling with the economy of the last hundred years we have seen this rate of improvement and change and despite all, uh, all the taxation and all the theft and all the misallocation of resources and, uh, all the, the, the just uh, squashing of the human spirit. But imagine what could be if, if, if that stops, if that, uh, invention, interventionism goes, abe- goes away or, or at least becomes irrelevant, right? When, uh, I, that, it's just very profound. Uh, it's, it's, uh, very, all encompassing. And I think we get to experience at least a little bit of this being at the forefront of, of Bitcoin as as a cutting edge technology. Uh, but again, like the, the second and, and third generation uh, of, of this will, will be in, insane. And right? is, is one perfect example for this. Like it's, it's a technology that probably could have only come up by some Bitcoiners, right? Uh, or, or at least cypherpunks. Um, and a, it, it's just such a, Beautifully simple solution to, to such a enormously big, uh, problem, like arguably bigger than the money, right? On, on, uh, human collaboration and communication, like that predates money by quite a lot. Then the consequences of having a protocol that, that is secure and resilient and, and that works in different sets and settings. Uh, I mean, wow. Like what, what can we build with just that? And uh, forget the money for a second. Uh, just the ability for, for humans to communicate in a structured and orderly fashion about, well, notes and other stuff. And there's a lot of other stuff that we can talk about is, is, is absolutely insane. And, right? but combining that then on top of the internet and, and the searchability and indexability of it and on top of Bitcoin and, and the money system that, that cannot be stolen or inflated uh, or corrupted. Uh, it, it is, it is just staggering. Uh, so I'm, I'm so pumped for the future. It's it's going to be wild.
2: Yeah, the, that's why we're here. For the reasons you just stated, we're like, we, we see it too. It's uh, it's absolutely amazing. And this, this is one thing we talked to Jeff about yesterday. Jeff Booth was on the show yesterday. And we talked about ideas and how there's no way to measure what kind of impact they have on other people. And you alluded to Bitcoin not being able to exist at all without Mises.org. It's, it's one such thing, like I, I don't think the people, uh, I think the majority of people working on Mises.org are totally unaware that that is the case, that there would be no Bitcoin without them. So so that's so interesting about ideas in general that we, we don't know what impact this conversation has on. So it might lead to another person uh, getting an aha moment uh, and figuring something out. And drawing connections between dots that not even mega brains such as uh, e- e- yours and 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 maybe Luke's can can come up with so <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't know uh, it, it just feels so so good to to talk about these things
1: yeah it's, it''s it's pretty profound, you know and i've I've met now a couple people who like were watching my obscure videos from like five, seven years ago. Talking about economics or or anarchy or cypherpunk. Um, and like these videos have a couple hundred views, right? They're very much not successful in in the classical sense, but, but still people come up to me and saying that they, they were extremely impactful in in their journey of becoming a Bitcoiner. And then I, I, I look at what that person has achieved in the last couple of years and how many people he has influenced um with, with you know his ideas of his music uh it's it, it's just staggering like the fact that you know the little kid like me on uh, in his friend's basement making some videos about economics can have an impact not just for like one generation but two and three and four generations to come uh, it's a butterfly effect and a, a, a tiny uh, like a tiny impact or a tiny action can have a, a monumental impact and I, th- I think we've just underestimated the, the power of the individual. Uh, and and Bitcoin is, is holding us a, a, a mirror in front of us of like, look how fucking powerful you are. Like, seriously, that's it's it's absolutely insane. And and so having technologies that that foster and, and strengthen this individual empowerment will, well, again, be, be just a, a staggering, staggering achievement in the long run
2: absolutely i mean they described it so perfectly there i i mean whenever whenever i experience such a moment like with one a person saying that i'm a help that i orange pill them or something it's just like and you see what that person has achieved it's just a magic feeling because you get a reminder that you're not doing this for nothing there uh, it's uh, and and as you say superpowers it's magical internet money and it's and it it the mirror shows you how how important just communication is, just putting the ideas out there and not being ashamed of them. It's extremely powerful. Yeah, and it's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, what you and I are doing—it takes hard. nothing. Takes like, nothing. you it takes nothing, nothing. man. No, yeah, no, we but, had no clue what we were going to talk about today. It was like, do you know what we're talking about? Uh, this is pre-show, and uh, uh, and Max is like, no. And I have no idea either. Luke, do you have an idea? Uh Maybe ask Max about the year, Uh and that's it. Uh, we <laughs> just hit, hit, hit record, and this conversation happens. And I love it. Like that's the uh, just follow follow the orange glowing light. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's it's like already having these conversations. You know, that's that's a very easy thing to do with with a huge impact. Um, and and then developing software like. It's not rocket science. Come on, guys! Like, it's it's totally doable to to write code uh, that's that's impactful. And like, look at the impact of something crazy like Bitcoin or or like Wasabi or the Lightning Network. Like, these were just a couple of dudes, you know, having fun coding up some stuff and and shipping it. But th- the consequences of it are, are just simply profound. Uh, and it doesn't take anything special. It doesn't take uh, massive genius. It doesn't take huge amounts of courage. Uh, it doesn't take much dedication either. It doesn't even take much work. Like, uh, the amount that we can achieve with, with just a little bit of effort is, is crazy, right? But, but what if, if, if we activate not just a couple of tens of thousands of people like right now, but a couple of millions, billions of people to just do a little bit in, in terms of human flourishing and, and individual empowerment? Like, like Wow. It's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally crazy.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of even pre Bitcoin era sm- sm- little snippets of software like VLC media player, for instance, or or Winamp, <laughs> change the world, or Napster. Like that's also a dude in a basement just with a hobby project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, um. So the, uh, and yeah, that it. It changed the world so profoundly, and right? um, and very much in a better direction. Uh, and this this is something that has always been possible. Um, and I guess now we we get to experience just how
0: much uh, the impact of it can be, uh, and and that's really cool to see. The show is also sponsored by Orange Mill App, the Bitcoin only social network where you can stack friends who stack sats. You can connect with your favorite Bitcoiners on the app, make local connections, and even connect with Bitcoiners around the world. You can see what's going on in your local area and connect with Bitcoiners around you. I've been to multiple events organized on Orange Pill app and they brought Bitcoiners together from all over. And now with group chat, it's easier than ever to stay in touch with all of your Bitcoin friends. The best part is that you know it's high signal. There's no spam on Orange Pill app because everyone pays to be there. So download Orange Pill app on Apple or Android, send me or to DM and start building your local network of Bitcoiners today. Next up, the Bitcoin way. Their mission is to onboard, educate and remove barriers to taking self-custody of your Bitcoin. They cover everything from cold wallets to nodes, no KYC Bitcoin purchases, inheritance planning, payments and more. Whether you're new to Bitcoin or you're an experienced Bitcoiner looking to expand your freedom footprint, or you know someone who this sounds perfect for, The Bitcoin Way has something for you. They have a skilled team, well versed in the Bitcoin space, and their goal is to make all the complexities of Bitcoin as straightforward as possible for everyone. And the best part is you can get started with a free 30-minute call with their team. Go to thebitcoinway.com contact for more info. Our newest sponsor is Geyser. They are the portal to the creator economy on Bitcoin. On Geyser, creators can monetize their work through their communities in a social and engaging way, and supporters can send sats to their favorite projects. Geyser has also recently integrated with Zaps and Podcasting 2.0, so every Zap sent to a Geyser address shows up on the Geyser page. We have a Geyser fund ourselves. It's the best way to support our show directly with Bitcoin. So whether you're a creator or a supporter, check out Geyser at geyser.fund today.
2: Luke, we've, you you haven't gotten a chance to say anything for um, for more than an hour now, so so it's it's time to let you in. What, what's on your mind? Thanks, dude. <laughs> and uh,
0: no worries. As 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 always, this is excellent to to have our lovely guest and and, and you, Knut, both uh, you know, just riffing, it's loads of fun. But Max, so uh, maybe and maybe another angle on what's going on in the Wasabi world. There's lots of these regulations these days or e- either they have been implemented or or there's some kind of plan to implement that are uh, saying that using mixers, wasabi, some alternative uh, is is going to be banned. I mean, I think I know your answer to this sort of, but what do you think of that and, and what is there practically as far as... Uh, some, some resistance to those sorts of regulations to maintain privacy.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are very afraid because of the realization of how powerful these technologies are and that the world simply is not the same anymore, right? Um, Again, we have anonymous money now, like money that cannot be inflated, money that cannot be stolen. That changes everything, right? And it changes everything in such a profound way. that. That people who have a lot of power in the old world are afraid of of having to give it up, right? and and um, I guess still thinking that that they can stop it when when in, in reality they they cannot. Um, it's a uh, that's that's just very profound, right? Um, the 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 march of technology is relentless in this regard, uh, and it's it's not just up to to any one individual to like to make or or break it it's it's a it's a tendency and 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 ideas are, are powerful and ideas are bulletproof right uh, so yes there is going to be a lot of pushback i think in in the near term future um because a a transition of power is rarely uh yeah. like calm and peaceful and and bloodless um it is probably going to be very wild about the next couple of years um i i wonder if we've already seen the worst of it uh or if the worst is yet to come i i don't know Uh but there is definitely going to be a lot of uh, pressure to try to put the genie back into the bottle uh and i wonder what happens when when people realize that that's just not going to happen anymore uh mm-hmm. i i hope it is going to be a, a path of of reason and uh and and calm and uh, yeah, peaceful cooperation. Uh, but it, uh, is probably unlikely to, to happen like that. Uh, so yeah, guys, be careful out there. Uh, it's going to be a, a wild ride, especially in the next years. And, uh, we will, we will see of, uh, uh, you know, how, how it goes.
2: I often like to envision Bitcoin as the little kid in the emperor's new clothes who, who points out that the emperor is naked. And it was, it's, it's, it's so obvious when you see it, most people haven't, just haven't met that kid yet, pointing out, pointing out, pointing
1: out the blatantly obvious. Yeah, but it is obvious and it is true, right? That's, 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 I guess what gives me the most hope uh, is, is that it's, it's just obviously true and obviously good. Uh, And uh, the truth prevails, I believe. Uh, So uh, the, despite a lot of pushback, um, the, the forces behind good are just a lot more powerful than, than those of evil. Uh, and especially when we collaborate and coordinate and, and, and organize, which I think Bitcoin has shown as well. And right? the, the amount of people that, that we have connected with, uh, is, is, is insane and extremely, extremely powerful uh the, the friendships and collaborations that have been forged over the last couple of years especially in the bull market uh will be those that that will get us through all types of trouble um and uh i think that that is is very important to uh, strengthen numbers that's very much the case and it's it's about distributing the risk as well and uh, to that there is not just one entity that that can be taken down in order to stop the system but that you would need to uh, I mean, in order to stop Bitcoin, you would need to kill tens of thousands of people at this point, uh, hundreds of thousands of people. And, and I guess such a genocide would, would lead to enormous pushback. Um, and that, that's a good thing. Right. Uh, and, and we should work on protocols with, with, with more of these aspects, right? To distribute risk and, uh, to just to ensure that, that people working on these projects are, are secure. Right. Um, but yeah, like, for, I mean, and one one of the other rabbit holes is is free private cities uh, that are flourishing like like crazy. Uh, in in the last year, um, uh, the the amount of progress on that front is is just staggering. And so we will have a a plethora of of small jurisdictions offering uh legal and and uh, jurisprudence services uh with free market ideals. Right? And um, the the more of these free citadels pop up. Uh, the, the more difficult it will be to, to, to stop the entire system, right? Because if, if we have places and meat space that are protected under property rights and, and with, with real law and order, uh, then, uh, again, it, it will be more and more difficult to, to stop the people of, uh, acting peacefully within them.
2: Yeah. And also only that, but like the, the rise of passport theory and, and, uh, getting a residency where it's, uh better for you and like people voting with their feet, as they say, um, and just nomads in general, just not giving a fuck about borders anymore. That's very promising. And like, it reminds me of the, the, the Soviet Union once again, and how they, they, a, a bad system can only win as long as everyone's playing by those rules. Like if we refuse to play the game at all, that's that's how we win. That's how that's how you emancipate yourself from from whatever clutches you happen to be bound by. It's a lot of
0: hard
1: words. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but it's it's so true, right? And it's uh, you know these are strategies that, that work like right now, um, and and show a huge promise of of improving in the future too. And uh, the, the aspect of, of the citadels uh, or, or free cities popping up all over the globe uh, and having secure travel in between in between them. Like that that's gonna be a reality with, within the next five years, very much so, right? Seasteads on on the high and open ocean are definitely gonna be a reality within like one or two years. Um and, and that you know, all of all of these things together with with the advancement of of liberation of of pockets of freedom in meatspace, space, together with the the unstoppable technologies of cyberspace, uh, are are extremely powerful. Um, uh, again, with well, certainly a lot of pushback and a lot of turbulence in the short term, uh, but in in the long run, I think there is definitely a tendency towards greater human freedom and and individual empowerment uh, uh, to come.
2: Yeah, the seasteading is about the only type of free city that I don't believe in uh, having spent <laughs> li- lived half my life at sea. <laughs> because uh, I-, I think there's a lot of problems with that. But yeah, the disclaimer here, I'm an ambassador for the Free Cities Foundation, and I think you are too, Max. I didn't. I didn't have the time to, to look that up, but but this is happening everywhere and uh, we are everywhere. Bitcoiners are everywhere. and. Uh, Citadel advocates are also everywhere. Like, uh, uh, when I like last week in Germany, like the 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 thing I love about the German community is that you know you're, you're in the smallest of places and bitcoiners are the the conviction is strong. Like like everyone's technical knowledge is high. There was even a, a, a role playing game like where where we taught the kids and everything how the network works in a very, very thorough way. So uh, the game was so complicated so that it never uh, really started. It was just the setup and to explain, uh, uh, you know, nodes sending packages and requests to one another back and forth and really thorough explanation of how this works. And and these educational ha- efforts are happening everywhere at once as well. And in, in Germany in particular, I, I think there's a meetup like every two weeks in each major city of Germany. There's uh, because of the uh, uh movement. It is ju- it's just amazing. And uh, not to mention Czech Republic. It's everywhere. Prague is the Bitcoin capital of Europe, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Right. And like, I'm... To, to some extent, I, I was very bearish on Germany. Like, I, I escaped it in 2019, um, uh, for, for numerous reasons. Um, uh, and the, it's, it's very much on a downward path on, on so many fronts, right? Energy, politics, uh, just bureaucracy and, and the hindrance of entrepreneurship is absolutely staggering. Um, like insane, right? The, the intervention into everyday life is, is so substantial and, and so hurtful, uh, that, uh, that let, not just to me fleeing the country, but thousands of people fleeing the country. And nevertheless, there is a extremely solid remnant in Germany of, of people who who care uh, and and who want to see the place improve, and and who will fight like hell uh, to ensure that the bureaucrats uh, don't take the last soul of the country away. Uh, and and that's like 21 is is like it's unspeakable to to what has been achieved. Uh, with again, just like a couple dudes starting a podcast, right? And, and like a couple years later, as you say, every tiny village has a Bitcoiner meetup now. Um, and, and, and people building the, the community and the circular economy and, and the education. It's just so staggering. Again, what, what, what can be achieved, uh, with, with a little bit of effort and dedication, uh, and organization, right? That, that's, that's again, the other thing, like, um, uh, there there are so many isolated bitcoiners who, who are feeling lost in a sea of fiat culture and uh if if they remain lost and isolated then they are not powerful right they uh, they are uh, not as powerful as they could be um but but with coordination and collaboration uh and and a little bit of working together the the long-term effects are are just staggering. And, and I think, uh, the German speaking areas is, is definitely a, a, example to follow on that front. Uh, and, and we see that it is spreading, you know, to other European cities now with, with this particular type of organization. Um, and that, that's just super encouraging, right? Uh, and, and it needs to be done, right? There, there needs to be this, this bottom up, uh, grassroots movement of, of dedicated freedom fighters to, to say no. To the tyrants and, and to stand their ground. Um, uh, that, that is extremely important, right? And, and we need to do that on, on many fronts in, in all the directions, like stand your ground and, and ensure that, that the tyrants are, uh, don't have an easy path, uh, towards theft and tyranny. And, right? um, they, we need to increase their cost of attack, uh, while decreasing our cost of defense. Uh, and, and cypherpunk technology enables that and, and now it's on us to, to use these technologies, uh, to, to ensure that, that humanity survives and, and not just that, but, but thrives, right? I mean, we've seen what's possible with, with Bitcoin and, and freedom technologies in our own bubble. Like it should not be a bubble, right? This, this, this spirit, this ethos, this, this love should be everywhere.
2: Absolutely. And once again, to Germany, the soul of the country is meticulous tinkering. There's a lot of meticulous tinkerers in basements building, like it's a country of the descendants of fathers who built, you know, Merklin model train tracks in their basements, and now they're tinkering with nodes instead. That's how I view it. And that's the real soul of the country. Uh, unfortunately, the, the dark forces that have every once in a while gripped the country with uh, seeing the entire country as a model train track, Um, totalitarianists and and social engineers have been in charge too much. And it's a constant fight between the two, the ones who actually want to build things that allows for technological progress and the people who just want to socially engineer everything. And when you say programmable money, I mean, and referring to uh, Bitcoin as programmable money, we should... Uh, We should uh, state a warning that uh, whenever uh, in whatever other context you hear the word programmable money, you should avoid it like the plague because programmable money in the sense of a CPDC means programmable you like the the thing it programs is you and your behaviors. And that is just the, the darkest path imaginable for humanity to take. So... The only way is to take matters into your own hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Bitcoin is a money system where you can program your own money. And CBDCs are a system where someone else is programming you. very, very big difference.
0: With all of this sort of forward looking in a theoretical sense, what about on a practical level? What's coming up for you, for ZK Snacks, for Wasabi?
1: Keep building right uh, in in any shape or form um they're they're again the st- the, the progress of the last couple of years is, is staggering and um we'll just keep going basically um they uh, one of the big things is um a mobile wallet uh that is uh um, it's gonna be a huge work in progress that that we just now started uh it actually Sabi runs on on mobile now already uh at least in emulator uh, Some work, still a lot of errors and bugs that have to be ironed out. Um, but, uh, the, it's, it's faster progress than I could have imagined, actually. Um, uh, one of the key blockers to this is, uh, the Tor network. Um, again, the Tor is, is one of these open source projects with, without a company that has struggled for funding very substantially and, um so we've tried to address that with the onion service resource coalition uh like a, a funding group of of external companies to ensure ongoing development of uh the this highly critical uh infrastructure project. um and the work of that is is paying off really nicely um uh, there is a new core implementation a, a library written in rust uh which is kind of a the next generation client uh, or software architecture for Tor. Uh, it's, it's gonna be critically needed to ensure the network level privacy on the mobile phone. Um, currently, uh, the, the Tor implementation we have on the phone is, is kindergarten. It's, it's very, very much not good enough. Uh, and it, it would not work to sustain a sophisticated Tor user like Wasabi Wallet. Um, so that library has now been released in version 1.0, actually. Um, and uh, can already now be tinkered with. And next year, like the second or third quarter, uh, there will be a stable RPC version uh, for this new tour implementation. And that is something that will unlock the next wave of innovation in terms of mobile phone privacy. Uh, like, I, I cannot be overstated of how important that project is. And people should definitely look into contributing and, and supporting it where, wherever they can, including financially. Um so that uh, yeah, that that's that's a key one, right? and uh, a, another really interesting path is uh, hardware wallet coin joins. Right? The the biggest leftover problem with with coin join technology is that it is difficult to sign a coin join transaction with the private keys on a secure offline environment like a hardware wallet. Um, that. Uh, Trezor has made enormous progress and, and, uh, last year, no, this year. Oh, so much happened this year. Crazy. But I uh, have finally released the, the, the first implementation mm. of a hardware wallet signing these CoinJoin transactions securely. Um, a, a, ungodly amount of research and development went into that project. Uh, and we want to replicate it so that it's not just the Trezor hardware wallet, uh, to be able to sign CoinJoin securely, but hopefully any hardware wallet. Um, and that requires some collaboration with the hardware wallet manufacturers and, and the firmware that, that they have. Uh, but it is something where we're going to uh, uh, help and support uh, wherever we can. Um, uh, and like these these two things or, or three things, the uh, uh, mobile wallets uh, with a better tour integration and hardware wallet signing um, is uh, like the next big milestone um, that we will hopefully achieve very soon. Uh, and after that, it's about, uh, lightning network, right? I think that's then the, the next leftover big problem to tackle, a privacy preserving lightning network, uh, infrastructure, uh, that uh, there have been enormous ben- uh, improvements on the front on the protocol for the last two years, especially. Um, and, and now we have like, for example, route blinding. Uh, being, uh, deployed in C Lightning and LDK and I think in L and D also with the upcoming release. Uh, so that means that you can receive payments in the, over the Lightning network without revealing the public key of your node so that it's not clear to the sender of who is actually getting paid, which Lightning node is getting paid. So that's a very critical part of, of the privacy game that, that even the person whom you pay and the person who pays you, that they cannot spy on each other. That, uh, if, if that is, is fully achieved in Lightning, that, that will be a pretty big deal. Um, and there's then, you know, other routing privacy improvements that, that can be done. Uh, that probably still requires some research and development. I would love to see what a mixnet on, on Lightning looks like. Right? So we have onion routing similar to the Tor network. Um, where you route your package across uh, a linear line of nodes, right from node A to node B to node C to the destination. Um, and and mixed mats is basically that the routing nodes wait a couple seconds before they release the package to the next node. Um, so we wait and and accumulate many users uh, 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 who all have different routes and and everyone is stuck at, at the node for some couple of seconds. The node shuffles the packages and then forwards them on. Um, this is a, a much, much superior privacy architecture. Um, and it is used in communication networks. So Tor is an onion routing network versus something like and Post or NIM is a mixed network. Uh, similar aspects can, can be done with lightning routing. Um, and uh, it's an area that's not yet very much explored. Um, but something that is, is extremely interesting for I uh, like the, the long-term privacy improvements to lightning. Um, uh, yeah, that's, but like after that, it's going to be very boring, guys. Like I think we, we fixed, we fixed the money. like <laughs> It's done now. Um, arguably it's already done right now. And think of like a mobile wallet or, or hardware wallet signing or, or lightning integration is even lightning is, is like decently fine on the privacy front and decently scalable too. Um, so it's, yeah, like, I think the money is solved. And then the question is, what do we do next? Right? And uh, probably something like Noster is, uh, is where a lot of room for improvement is still to be made, um, both in terms of its security and privacy, uh, as as well as just usability. There There is a thousand and one amazing product ideas to be built on Noster. Uh, and, and someone's got to do it. And someone's gonna have a lot of fun doing it, and it's uh, probably gonna be us as well, right? We, we bitcoiners, who are, who are now bored with uh, having fixed the money, can finally go on and fixing the rest of the world, <laughs> and then, uh, it was gonna be fun. You got it.
2: the The money is fixed. Now go out there and fix the world. Start by liking, subscribing, clicking the fucking <laughs> notification bell button, and brushing your teeth, and make the world a better place. <laughs> Like Michael Jackson exactly.
0: said, yeah, <laughs> yep. I think that's it, Max. Yeah, uh, unless we have want to dig into another rabbit hole or three, but uh, I think I think that was a great note to end this one on. I know Max is the type of
2: guest who thinks the um, the best content 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 comes after the fourth hour has started has started. So, but I don't think we're going there today. So Max,
1: no, it's, it's it's all right. I, I understand. I've I've bored you to pieces, and you're kicking me out now. Before it could get interesting, it's it's okay. You're you're only hurting yeah. my feelings a little bit.
0: Oh, is that why you wanted to start two hours early? You wanted to <laughs> to go so for a four five hour rip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey Maxie, I'll go get I'll go get a beer or something. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, well we um, well, when do we see each other next time? Uh Atlantis, well, probably, right? Most,
1: most likely Atlantis in Madeira. Right. That's that's gonna be hell of a fun. Um the sovereign engineering bootcamp before or cohort before. Uh that that's gonna be wild. Um like it's, it's another crazy thing, right? Gigi and Pablo were like, yeah, we should like get together, hang out in Meet Space a bit. Let's see, let's open it up to the public, maybe one or two people will join us. Yeah. But no, like over two hundred people signed up for this. And right? with with the commitment to to come there pay for their own rent and, and accommodation uh, in flight and add like 200 it's insane. dedicated it's cyberpunk absolutely builders. beautiful and insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, and it, it's the first one. Right? Well, what if, what if we don't just have one, but like 10 of them in parallel all over this globe? Like, just imagine, just imagine the amount of crazy shit that we can build if we get our act together. And right? with projects like this. Like, it's it's going to be mind-blowing of what comes out of this one cohort in, in a couple months. Uh, and and again, extrapolate that to the future and then uh, in- increase it in intensity. Like, I, I think we all have to, like, retire soon because it's going to be so fucking intense. That we just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> we have to, the young kids have to take it over them.
2: Yeah. Max, you're a world-class hopium salesman. And I, for sure. As a hopium salesman myself, I hope you, you 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 never lose your hope and keep on hope, hoping, hope, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. hopping. hoping.
1: You will get a lot of hopium.
2: Read hopper, uh, enjoy hops, and uh, <laughs> in, in every way, shape, or form. And uh, yeah, keep on fighting for freedom.
1: And that's the spirit. Well, thanks very much, guys, for the invite again. I'm really looking forward uh, to hearing your next upcoming shows. Uh, you just keep crushing it on them, and looking forward to my next appearance on them as well. Uh, thanks very much, guys.
2: Thank you. That means means a lot to us, coming
0: from you. Uh, so, yeah. And you're welcome anytime. You're welcome anytime. Absolutely. So, oh, thank you. Thanks again. This has been the Freedom Footprint Show. Thanks for listening.